Welcome to the Blue Jeans Christian Weekly Podcast, where we will take your faith and the powerful Word of God and make them as practical and relevant to your job, home, and hobbies as your favorite pair of blue jeans are on a Saturday. What does specific passages in Scripture actually mean, and how do I apply them to my life? That's what we're going to be talking about today as we discuss a concept called Walk in the Spirit and Not the Flesh on the Blue Jeans Christian Weekly Podcast. An old Cherokee is teaching his grandson about life. A fight is going on inside me, he said to the boy. It is a terrible fight, and it is between two wolves. One is evil. He is adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, drug use for non-medical reasons, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and things like that. The other wolf is a good wolf. He is love, joy, peace, patience with people, kindness, goodness, trustworthiness, faithfulness, gentleness, and he has self-control. And they war against each other. And the young boy asked, Grandfather, which one wins? And the Cherokee grandfather said, The one that I feed. Now, I'm sure you've heard that story before. Maybe not that version of it, but that's the original version. (laughs) That's the version from Galatians chapter 5. And we want to talk a little bit today about what it means to walk in the Spirit and not the flesh. And I'm recording this just before Christmas of 2020. So this isn't a Christmas show, but we begin to think about this during Christmas because we see a lot of people starting to walk in the Spirit a little bit more than walking in the flesh, <laughs> being nice to other people and just showing genuine care and concern and love for others and having a, a real good others-centered demeanor about them, which the Bible says we're supposed to have all year long. So I'm just wondering if this walking in the Spirit concept is applicable to our lives in December, but not any other times of the year. The biblical concept of spirit versus flesh is throughout Scripture. And in Galatians 5, Paul really zeroes in on it because the people at the time were really wanting to live more by laws, the laws of the Old Testament, and not so much by the liberties that they've gained through Jesus Christ. And so he talks a bit about that, and then he gives them some practical application of how to apply that to their life, as well as some cautions. And he says, for you, brethren, so fellow Christians, have you been called to liberty only to use that liberty as an opportunity for the satisfying of the flesh? No, you're supposed to live through love and serve one another. For all the law of the Old Testament is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, 
Beware, lest you will be destroyed by one another. And then Paul goes on to say, in verse 16 here, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. They are contrary to one another. Now the works of the flesh are evident. And I might add that word evident means clearly seen by other people around you. And he gives a list of bad things there, which are the description of the bad wolf I just mentioned. And then in verse 22, but the fruits of the Spirit is, again, evident or visible that other people can see in you. And then he gives the wonderful list there that I'm sure we've all memorized. And what does it mean to walk in the Spirit? And then what does it mean to walk in the flesh? Walk in the Spirit, we are told in verse 14, is very simple. Love your neighbor, being others-centered. And, of course, the opposite then is walking in the flesh, which is being self-centered or selfish, or things that gratify me as being more important than things that gratify others. When we try and please ourself, when we try and live for ourselves. It almost always really deteriorates. Deteriorates to those bad things mentioned earlier. And when we try and please others, there isn't anything bad that can happen out of that. (laughs) Because the only way to please others that works is through love and joy and peace and patience with them and being kind with others and being good to others, being faithful to them, being trustworthy to your boss and to your spouse, and maybe even to your kids or your neighbors and friends, and being gentle. And the last one, which is probably the most important, having self-control or self-discipline. Being filled with the Spirit begins and grows with love. You get better and better at loving others the more you do that. And, of course, the opposite of love is hate. And hate is what is wrapped up in the love for self. You begin to hate others because your love for yourself grows and grows. And you get really angry when other people aren't like you, right? And I'll tell you this. Eventually, you will even begin to hate yourself the farther you delve into self-centeredness. It's just weird that that happens, but it does. And Paul is warning us about that in this passage. Being self-centered always turns into hate, and hate wears you down. Hate feeds on bitterness, and that is lashing out at others, but it only harms yourself. It's like taking poison and wishing that your other person that you're mad at would die but that poison only harms yourself. The more bitter there is, the more hate there is, the more anger there is. And the littlest thing will set that person off into a fit of temper. They will fight and fight everyone, and sometimes for no reason. It's almost like they live for the fight. And they cannot think clearly because the fight is consuming them. And they are helpless against that anger, even though they realize it's not right. 
even though they delusionally think that their hatred and anger will justifiably change things for the better. It never does. It just doesn't work that way. But on the other hand, love. Love starts, is informed by, and ends with Jesus Christ. And maybe that's why they have a hard time loving others, because it involves Jesus. I don't know. But we do. We know. Because we know Jesus. And we know that in Galatians 5, verse 24, it says that Christ showed his love by dying for us all. And that is something that we can be thankful to Jesus for by showing love to others. And how do we do that? By being joyous and by pursuing peace, by being patient with other people, by being kind to them, by doing good things for them, by being faithful to God's word and faithful to Jesus, by being gentle, by being someone that others want to be around. And all of that takes self-discipline because it's not easy. (laughs) So here's a couple of suggestions on how to do that. First is you have to be intentional to love others, to walk in the spirit. Being intentional means you have to set in your mind, I'm going to do some nice things today for other people. Or set in your mind, I'm not going to get angry when most people would. I'm going to smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. (laughs) Or I'm going to just do some nice things for people. Like we do at Christmas time. Only all year long. Help someone. Maybe do a good deed for someone with nothing expected in return. Maybe work some extra hours so that someone else could get off a little earlier to spend time with their family or to go shopping for their family. (laughs) Being intentional about getting to know some people so that you know how to do good things for them and to show Christ's love for them. Being intentional about picking one or two people to really show the love of Christ to and to do good things for and to be kind to, to be gentle toward and to have peace and joy and love around them so they can see Christ in you. You can do that. You can just pick one or two people and be intentional about that. Okay, here's another idea that will be very helpful. You know, it says we're to walk in the Spirit, and that word Spirit has a capital S. Yeah, that means the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that lives inside of you if you're a true Christian. That Holy Spirit helps you to do these fruits of the Spirit. Okay, they're fruits of the Spirit, right? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those are all part of the Holy Spirit inside of you. Just yearning for those to come out. And so you have to be in tune with the Holy Spirit for those to come out of you for you to put on those things like blue jeans and go to work, (laughs) go to the store, or go to a Christmas party and have all of those things come out of you. So you have to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. That also is intentional. You have to 
have that mindset that I'm going to I'm going to really listen to the Holy Spirit and act like he wants me to act using these things of his these fruits of his so those go hand in hand being intentional and then living by the fruits of the spirit which is the Holy Spirit inside of you, prodding you to do these things. And maybe that's even just listening to what the Holy Spirit says. And my wife is fantastic at this. We can walk by somebody, and she can turn around and start talking with them. And the next thing you know, <laughs> she's, she's helping them in one way or another. And I'm leaving, and we're, we're walking back, and I'm like, what was that all about? And she said, I just sensed I needed to chat with them, and I'm glad I did because they were really hurting, and they needed some help, and I was able to help them. Praise God. And my daughter is another example of that. Just recently in San Antonio, we were walking, and we walked by some homeless people here and there, but this one lady, my daughter just stopped and turned around and went back and was chatting with that person. I don't know the conversation, but I did turn around to see my daughter give that person a hug and then hold hands and look intently into their eyes and say something to them. And that other person well up with tears and say, thank you, thank you. And my daughter smiled and turned around and continued walking with us. Wow. Can we be a little bit more like her? listening for the Holy Spirit to prod us, and then being fearlessly obedient to that Holy Spirit's prodding. You can be like that too, Christian, because you have that same Holy Spirit in you. You just have to be intentional at listening to Him, the Holy Spirit in you, and then letting that come out of you in one form or another. Maybe that's just a kind word or a little encouragement, or maybe it's reaching into your wallet or purse and pulling out some money because you sense that they need it. Or maybe it's just telling someone, I'm going to pray for you about that. Is that okay? Or maybe it's just doing something that you know that needs done that they haven't been able to get to yet. And remember, you don't do it so that you can get something in return. That's living for the flesh, right? So living for the spirit and living for the flesh are mutually exclusive. They're opposites. You don't do one to get the other. The world acts like that. They do things like that. But we don't because we're not of the world. We're in the world, but not of the world. You know that saying. Jesus said that. So that's how we can stand out and be a little bit different and be like a light in the dark world is by doing things for others, but not expect something in return. I think that's called sacrificial giving. And that brings me right back to how, what I said about Jesus being the start of this and the end of this, because he is a living sacrifice of love. He gave sacrificially, and we're to be like him. So during this Christmas season, when we really look to helping others or being nice to others or giving presents or gifts or doing nice things to others, Let's do that all year long, okay? Let's have that frame of mind be all year long. Let's be intentional about putting on the fruits of the Spirit like blue jeans and going to work or spending time with others or visiting with people when you go for a walk around your neighborhood, okay? Promise me you'll do that. 
<laughs> That's your New Year's resolution, too. Living out the fruits of the Spirit. The different parts of your blue jeans are love, joy, peace, patience with people, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, being stable, gentle, and above all, having self-control. Now, I'm not going to have an episode next Tuesday, which is the week between Christmas and New Year's. Okay, I'm going to skip a week. But we will have an episode on Tuesday, January 5th. So join us then, and we will begin the new year biblically. The best way to start. <laughs> Just like the best way to start your day is in prayer and studying God's Word. We're going to start the new year by applying God's Word to your life. Sound good? See you next year.